Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz, and I'm so excited about this episode. So the fun thing about podcasts is I have this little recorder, so I get to take it on the go with me when I travel, or if I meet someone fun, I have this recorder, so I get to bring it out and be like, hey, you have a quick conversation with me? So that is what happened with Dr. Henry Cloud. If you do not know who he is, you need to look him up, you guys. He is brilliant in all things counseling and psychology, and he's just, he's so, so great and so intriguing to talk to. So we are at a conference together. And I was like, hey, Henry, can we like chat about boundaries and about life? And I can record it. And he was like, yeah, sure. So it was really fun. And I'm glad you guys get to kind of eavesdrop in my conversation with Dr. Henry Cloud. So you're brilliant. You're really, and I'm, I'm not saying this just because I'm sitting with you, but you're legitimately, number one, one of my favorite people. Like I enjoy Henry Cloud, you and your wife and your kids. Like I, just, I love you guys. I really do. Oh, thank you. Um, and you're one of the smartest and wisest. Well, because, you should get out more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like all, some of our conversations we've had in the past is we've known each other for years. You're just a very balanced person. But your you're probably best-selling book, right, is Boundaries. You know, these boundary problems don't go away because we're all human. So each generation, you know, kind of discovers it, the yeah. next wave of whoever. And Okay, so as a psychologist who's been doing it that long, like what are things you're seeing? What's advice you can give just to become healthier in general? Well, you know, we're designed in a certain way. Like if you take a house, you know, a house is designed, an architect knows a design for a specific purpose. And so there's, you know, every house is different, but they all have some basic components. Now, human beings are like that. So the first, if you want to be healthy, I'll give you just four simple things. It's like building a house. What do you do first? You lay the foundation. Mm -hmm. You try to build a house that doesn't have a foundation. Well, the foundation of all health in any form or fashion is connection. This is why when a baby is born, you don't teach them algebra. What's a baby's job the first year of life is to establish the ability to connect with other people and bond mm -hmm. and have that secure attachment. And that's the foundation. You know, if you, if you take kids that don't have secure attachment, later on they have behavior problems. And then we got to go back in and get them connected. So why is that? Like, I hear that, but like, what's, like, how does that build? Like, how does that create behavior problems six years down the road? Well, number one, it, it provides the fuel. I mean, we, you know, we... We come into life, batteries not included, and we draw life from outside mm -hmm, of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so an isolated person, just like an isolated baby, is a depressed person. Well, yeah. And so when you're trying to run through life with no fuel, then it's not going to work. The second thing is, is now th this is amazing. You take infants that aren't attached, they're not bonded, and and a little later on when they start, looks like they're growing, well, you know, they're— their their body weights are lower. Their brain sizes are different. The physical wow. aspects themselves didn't grow, but also the the neurological wiring in their brain did not grow. If you feed them and water them, and you don't love them, hmm. and adults are like that too. So that how do you thrive? Well, the first thing is the that foundation. foundation yep. Now the second thing that you always put on a house is what walls. The, no, before the walls, what do you got to put the Dry walls wall. on? Before that. Studs. Studs, the frame. I'm obviously not an architect. Well, you are. I, you know, you have healthy kids. I hope. <laughs> you put the frame up. Frame, okay. So what does the frame do? The frame establishes the boundaries and the structure of the house. Okay? Now, that does a couple of things, these boundaries. It lets you know what's inside the house 
and what's outside the house. Mm-hmm. All right, a person is like that. See, if we have good boundaries, we learn to differentiate between what's my problem and what's your problem, what's my feeling and what's your feeling. We don't over-identify and get over you know, lost in other people's issues, we're able to stay separate and help our neighbor Mm -hmm. because our house doesn't catch on fire every time theirs does. And so when you're teaching a kid structure, that's why in the second year of life, a toddler, what's the biggest deal? Well, they're already attached. What do they want to do? They want to get separate. And you want them to get separate. You want them to learn to have independence apart from the person they're dependent on. That's Mm -hmm. where we ultimately get interdependence. But if you don't have freedom from other people, so you can develop the most important thing in human behavior is something called self-control. So if somebody doesn't have good boundaries, then they don't have self-control. What do you do with a toddler that's screaming? You put them in timeout until they can calm down. You say, use your words. Come on, you can do this. And they're learning to modulate their own emotions and impulses and say no to themselves. Mm -hmm. They're also learning to receive no from others. So if you're an adult, let's just start there. How good, if you're connected and you have good relationships, how good are your boundaries? Do you have the ability to run your own house, meaning your own life, your own personhood? Or do other people, can they just walk through that door and dump the trash or paint the house any color they want or tell you what to think or try to make you responsible for their dirty kitchen? Those are boundaries. So do you find do you find majority of people have good boundaries and majority of people don't? Well, humans don't, right? They have to be built. Okay. Yeah. So if you, you know, let's go back to that toddler. You know, you're there, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Amelia's three. Yeah. She's three. So you're right out of that phase of where she had to learn her boundaries. Yeah. She had to learn to receive no. Mm-hmm. She also had to learn to say no to herself. Now, you did that with good parenting, but a lot of people do grow up in scenarios where they don't have good structure provided for them. So what are the two problems you see in them? They can't say no to themselves, their Mm -hmm. own impulses, their own desires, and they can't say no to others a lot of times, so they get in controlling abusive relationships, Mm -hmm. and they can't receive the no of others. See, this boundary saying... Yep. We've got to be able to receive, give and receive no without the loss of love. And I feel like some people just take it like, I feel like in general, they can live life so personally, right? Like everything's just so personal. Like everything's says, personal. Yeah, and it's like someone says no, oh, they just take it so personally. And you're like, it's going to be okay. It's Calm like, down, breathe, and, and, and realize, you know, you live in a neighborhood. It's not all about you. Yes, yes. But if we don't have good boundaries and know where we and somebody else begins. Yeah then we're going to take it personally. The other part take and it personally. And that's the framing part, right? Is that's what we're the still framing talking about. part. Yeah. Or it might be the next issue. Okay. So the next issue, you know, once a kid, you know, they get attached. And, and think of yourself as a kid, right? Because we're yeah. still growing up inside all the time. Yeah. So once we're connected, we got a good support system around us, and we can need them, and they help us. And then we also have good boundaries. What does a toddler do next? Well, then they run, they run out there, and they're starting to learn that's good and that's bad, right? And they learn, I did that well, I didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. They get on the bicycle, what do they do? They got a vision, they got an ideal, they got a goal, they fall off and hurt themselves. So here's the problem. We live in a world where we can imagine what's perfect, but we're always somewhere not hitting the bar, 
every time mm-hmm. and having to fail, and we get hurt, and other people fail us. So now we're talking about the third component of health, and that is, do I have the capacity to love you and see you as awesome and when you hurt me, do I have the tools to process that hurt without losing the love? Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about forgiveness or if something bad happens in life. Do I have the capacity for grief? Psychologists call that healthy bereavement. And if we can't grieve, we hold on and we get oh, stuck wow. in grief. We get depressed. You can't get over losses. Mm-hmm. Do I have the resilience to get back up when I fall down? Or do I take that as something as interpreting it about, oh, I'm bad. Hmm. I fail, so I'm bad. See, people that continue to struggle, they see every event every event in, in interpreting as meaning something about them, that I'm good or bad. Good or bad does not come from how we do. Good or bad comes from whether we're loved or not. And people will not understand that and try to— That's a truth bomb right there, Henry. <laughs> it just is as it is, yeah. right? Yeah. And a lone self is a bad self. Well, it's, it, it's right there in the Garden of Eden. Okay, when Adam and Eve were created, what did God tell them they were never supposed to know? Remember what the tree was? They weren't supposed to eat. What was the forbidden fruit? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? You're not supposed to be judging your life, Adam. You're supposed to be living it. Mm. Judgment was reserved. He was the one that was, and he said, I don't ever want you to know this. Not only know it cognitively, but that word there means to experience it. I don't want you to ever even experience the the dark side, right? Yeah. But they didn't have to because they were loved. And in that safety of love, it's like your kid, when they feel loved, they just go out and express themselves, and they fall down, and they laugh, and they go do it again and all that. Well, what happened? Well, we traded in love for being the judge of what's good and evil. So what do you see now? You see people that are, because they don't have love in their lives, they walk around with a fig leaf covering their shame because they don't feel good enough, and then they go try to achieve enough to make them feel good enough. Mm. It'll never work. You got to feel love. Then you you can go learn. You see, failure is learning. You don't see it as, I'm good or bad. You're you're, good. You forget good or bad when you're loved. So when you're loved, and are you talking more on a spiritual sense? Like you know your identity in God and you have a relationship? Or is it loved by a spouse? Is it loved by a parent? Like it's We have—remember, and this is what a lot of people miss. This creation is an incarnational creation, meaning that's a theological word. But God was a spirit, and he created us humans with flesh— and we have this interesting dichotomy of we are spiritual and we have human relationships. When Adam was was in the garden by himself, he said it's not good for him to be alone. Okay, so if you read the New Testament, you know, it says that if we say we love God, we can't see and We can't love people around us whom we can see. Then we're screwed up. That's in the Greek. I yep. think it's just, yeah. <laughs> but no, we're made for both. Yep. Yep. And people that try to meet their God needs with humans, yep. yeah. that will fail. Yep. People that try to meet their human needs with God, that will fail. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus said the greatest two commandments are to love God and love others. Good, so right. so you got to have both. Yep. All right? yep. But that. now we're in this whole thing about good and bad. And, and you got to teach, teach people sometimes if you're ever going to be healthy, 
what do you do with imperfection in yourself and others? I remember one time um, the, the, this lady said, well, well, you know, I'm a perfectionist, and I think I have high standards. I'm a perfectionist, and I think being a perfectionist is a good thing. That's why I've achieved so much. I said, I said, you're a perfectionist? And she said, yeah. I said, well, then you're psychotic. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm a psychologist. I'm telling you, you're psychotic if you're a perfectionist. And she says, what do you mean? I said, well, what's the difference, the the, the definition of psychotic? She said, well, that's somebody that's crazy. I said, exactly. <laughs> Because you are imperfect, and you live in an imperfect world. A perfectionist is somebody that has not a goal of perfection, but they have a demand for perfection. Mm. And any time that demand, they demand perfection, what happens when you don't, somebody's demanding something and you don't reach it? Well, the outcome is anger or shame or guilt mm. or some bad feeling. If, if you have a goal and you don't reach it, then the outcome, and you're not being judged by it, then the outcome is motivation and curiosity to learn. It's good. And you don't reach that goal, then, then you know, you learn. Yeah. But yep. you're not sitting. When, when the greatest quarterbacks in the world throw an interception, what do they do? They don't go, oh, I'm bad. I, why did I ever think I could never be a I, My mother was right or my father was right. No, they know they're going to throw them. And they go back to the huddle, and they fix the play, and they score and they the next again. time. Yep, yep, that's good. And then the fourth thing, if you want to be healthy, is you've got to resolve the problem of authority. Mm. Is this the roof? This is this is the roof. Who's your roof? There you go. Who's the, yep, it's good. So that's good. That's good, Rachel. Well, I'm going back to your house now. Yeah, I'm an architect. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. I built houses. You, you put the roof on the house. <laughs> yeah. No. Authority. Ooh, this, authority. Is a, this is a touchy subject these days. It is a touchy I feel subject. Like people these do not days. like authority. People don't like authority. Okay, so talk about that. Okay, like, so yeah. so I love this verse in the Bible. It says in Galatians four, it says, "When we were children, we were under guardians and managers until the date set forth by the Father." In other words, there would be a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah where you your parents, whom you were under their authority. They say, now you're an adult. Now you are the guardian and manager of your life. Mm. Okay? Now what's supposed to happen when somebody becomes an adult is now the only ultimate authority or the only authority over them is God. But they still have authority over them. And then what they do is they go join other equal adults in contractual relationships, for example, I come to work for you. I made an adult decision with another adult that you are going to be my boss and I'm going to submit to your authority in this role. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when you tell me do this, don't do that, it's not personal. We're equal adults and I've agreed Mm-hmm. To submit to you. So I don't have a beef with it. People have authority conflicts. They're basically children inside still trying to find freedom from the parent. A boss is turned into a parent or the government's turned into a parent or, you know, whatever it is. And they, if you cannot submit to authority, you will never be a high achiever. Every CEO has a board, every one of them. That's why they don't let... People run companies without boards that they have to submit to. Yeah, yeah. We were not designed to be our ultimate authority. But if we don't resolve that, 
and you don't feel equal to other adults, you're going to walk around feeling inferior. You're going to walk around feeling judged. You're going to look to everybody for approval. Is this good, Mommy? Is this good, even though you're 47 years old? it's we, We've got to reach adulthood. And another interesting thing about this is authority. The word means expertise. So what does it mean ultimately to have authority in our lives? It means to become an expert in living. And if you're an expert in living, you don't have to go ask somebody to make a sandwich for you. Mm-hmm. You can take what you're an expert at and go trade it with somebody else, and together you accomplish great things. And so when you say, how can people be healthy, get connected, have good boundaries, learn to deal with failure in yourself and others in yeah. a good way, and grow up, be an adult. You know, ultimately, adulthood um, or becoming healthy adults is 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 kind of, you know, reaching maturity. It's resolving these mm-hmm. developmental issues. Yes. And, and they come back. Throughout cycles in life. You know. Okay, so I, Winston and I, we have a great counselor who we love. We go to marriage counseling for. Would you? What do you think about? Because if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, like I am, like there's two or three things, and they're like, okay, I could totally work on that more. Like, what do people do? Like, start reading good books, go to counseling. Like, what are ways for people to take these kind of steps? Well, what does go to counseling mean? Find a counselor that you trust, that you have yeah. a connection with, and see them unpack some things, maybe from childhood, of what wounds that you were kind of talking about, of what's affected them as adults now, uh, current issues and problems. I don't know, just finding that person that, like, you can, like, have rapport with and communication with, and they can help direct you. Right. Would you say yes or no? Absolutely. But a lot of people limit that word hmm. just to go in to see a shrink. See, we all— the word therapy means heal. There's not a human walking the face of earth, the earth that doesn't need some healing. Yeah. It doesn't need some growth. doesn't need to mature. So all of us should be seeking the best input from outside of ourselves all the time throughout life that we can get. Yeah. The greatest performers in life. You know, what is— yeah, What's a great quarterback do? You know, on Monday, what do they do? They go sit in the film room, Mm -hmm. and they review their performance, and they got their coaches in there, and they look at, look how you did that. Now, why, you know, why'd you make this decision? Think about it this way. And sometimes they're undoing old tapes that they got from previous coaches in those sessions. So Mm -hmm. you're looking at what you brought to the party, you know, in your history. Yeah. So we ought to be, you know, we got to have friends, counselors, um, our our. Every I would hate to do marriage without being in a couple support group. Yeah, yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. and people are out there trying to do that. Yeah. So that's Community back to the foundation. Piece. Yep. So piece. now he, he, here's kind of the deal. What I said was, you need you know you need some good support, and you need some good intelligence outside of yourselves. Sometimes we have wise people around us that can offer that to what we need. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people have something in life that the issues they're dealing with are larger than the wisdom that they're finding naturally at Denny's <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. or in the cubicle next to them yeah. or with their in-laws or whatever it is. So what do we do when we're not when we're when our normal methods of of finding something aren't working? The answer is always we have to add more structure to the process. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stru- the word structure means to build. So if I'm going through the counseling of my life and I'm talking to my friends and I'm talking to whoever and that's not doing it, I need to add a little more structure to this process. I need to go somewhere 
where somebody's got a little more wisdom in what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had PTSD, I don't know any of my friends who would know how to help that, but somebody does, and I'd have to go into an office. Somebody's got that intelligence. Yep, yep. It's not rocket science. If we're not finding what we need in the circles we're in, then you go find it a little higher level circles in, yeah. in terms of that that problem. So good. You got, oh. a, le- you got a legal problem, you know. Get you a got, lawyer, yeah. You can try legal Zoom. <laughs> but if that you try Google, do it, but it may not. that doesn't do it, you, you go talk to a lawyer. Yep, that's right. Oh, that's so good, Henry. Thank you so much. Seriously, We're, just and, and I'm going to tell you something. Um, a bunch of you out there um, have kids, yep. right? And you're worrying about how do I— how do I raise up my kids to know what to do in these different areas of life? And I have kids, and I've heard Rachel talk about kids and money and raising them right, and you should listen to her. <laughs> it's like reverse promotion, promoting me on my own podcast. Thanks, Henry. No, I'm dead no, serious. I appreciate I'm dead that. Thank you. you. Thank you, though. Thank you. Such a great. I've quoted your, your first line that you opened up with. And it comes up on the big screen. First thing kids need to learn, money comes from blank. And the audience is trying to guess, you know, Christmas cards, grandma. <laughs> money comes from work. Work, <laughs> and work. They, and they got to learn that early. So yes. you, you do a great oh, job. Well, I appreciate you and all you do. Okay, so Speaking of boundaries, yes. um, can I uh, share something with some people about where they can find some boundaries? Help? That's what I was about to ask. Where can yeah. we all find you and all that? Go, yeah. go to boundaries.me. Okay. It's a um, it, it's a, a a program that I have that you know it's I think it's like nine dollars a month or something. Mm-hmm. I become your boundaries coach. Oh wow! And throughout the month, and you can set your boundaries goals, and you learn tips, and you know skip one run to Starbucks or whatever it totally. is. Totally, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Totally worth it. If you don't think so, you can cancel it. But go to <laughs> boundaries me. And I'll coach you in all this stuff. I love it. Uh, okay, thanks, Henry. Everyone check out all he's doing. And you guys, make sure to watch for a new episode of the podcast launching next week. And you guys, make sure to hit that subscribe button if you've not yet. And you can leave a review if the spirit leads. Totally fine. Uh, but really, this is always a fun, uh, a fun time to hang out with you. So I really am thankful that you listened. And remember to take control of your money and create a life you love.